This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Young Gunner. What up, it's your boy Ant Wright, what it do, uh, your host of Michigan State of Mind. Thank you so much for listening in, we're going to get right into it, um, the Ivy League is set to make some type of decision for its fall sports uh, Wednesday, July 8th. I'm not sure when you guys are going to listen to this, um, but right now it's Tuesday, the 7th, but July 8th is a Wednesday, 2020. Ivy League is going to come out and pretty much is going to set the stage on what they're going to do in terms of COVID uh, for their fall sports. If you guys forget, they were the first ones to shut things off due to COVID uh, back in early early March. Like right when all these tournaments were about to start up and these tournaments were like trying to make, you know, trying to make, you know, do everything Everything that they could possible to, you know, host these tournaments. And they could, just couldn't fathom that they were just going to cancel them altogether. So then you went from, uh, you know, teams are going to have, you know, limited seating to limited people. Then it was going to, like, down to, like, 50. Even, like, high school sports, you know, they were, they were given an X amount of tickets and that's all who could come to those playoff games. Then it went to, okay, there's going to be no fans, and then just the teams are going to be playing. And then the Ivy League was like, F this. You know, we're, we're not doing any of this. Uh, we're just going to cut everything off. Then they, then, you know, they were done. Um, they didn't play. Then it was like the top team, the top team would have gone to the NCAA tournament, they had said. Um, but then slowly, then I think it was the big sky. I think it was the big sky or the big West. One of the West conferences, uh, they did the same. Then you just saw this domino effect occur. And if you guys forget, I was in, I was in Meyer, like I was going so fast Trying to get all my stuff, get to check out, because Michigan played, I believe, at like noon. And I was, it was like 11.50, and checkout was taking forever, so I so I put my phone down, went through checkout as fast as I could, got back to the crib as fast as I could, threw everything, 
you know, down, uh, you know, got my Streamlab up, got my connection, went on to Fox, make sure that everything was good, boom, got changed right quick, ran back downstairs, it was like 12, you know, 7, something like that, 12.06, and um, I sat down in my chair, and I'm looking at some guy talking about, you know, you know, Big Ten tournament got canceled. I'm like, what is going on, man? And then <laughs> Big East still played like the first half. And um, I don't think people understood that that was going to be the last, the last, you know, sports game that was going to be televised for some time. So wild stuff how that got canceled. But Ivy League is going to set the stage on what they're going to do. Uh, if you haven't even, you know, heard, uh, Fordham, Fordham football has already canceled their first three football games. Uh, I think it was like two, there were like two, there were like two of their first games, um, both non-conference, I believe. But their third game that they canceled, that was going to be a trip out to Hawaii. So, those three games have been already canceled and done. The Patriot League, the Patriot, the Patriots League, uh, they're doing. Um, uh, they have a lot going on. If you haven't done so, read into what they're doing in terms of, uh, in terms of their football stuff, and you know, watch out for them to cancel a bunch of games here coming up. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with sports, dude. I don't know when it's going to come back. Uh, very interesting, but sorry for them for the, you know, bad news to start everything out, but, uh, man, shout out to y'all, man. I love you guys. You guys got my little tiny YouTube page past a thousand subscribers. Um, you know, thank you. Uh, hit, hit that in the last week. Um, and I have like 3000 hours of my videos have been watched. That is a lot of hours. If you think about it, like 3,000 hours worth worth of view time on my videos, and I've really only been doing it, like I did it kind of in the fall, but really, like I've been doing my breakdowns for like only like three months on there, to have over 1,000 subs already, and have 3,000 hours of watch time, that is huge, so thank you so much for that, I do really appreciate it, and uh, the more support you know, I'll just continue to put more uh, time in the time in the videos, uh, put more videos out. Um, the more content, the better, especially in times like this where you know, content is kind of uh, you know absent. Um, recruiting, recruiting is is very interesting, man. Very interesting, and this is not me trying to hate on know other kids or something but what is going what what's happening with this dude named Blake Lund is crazy crazy Blake Lund he's a you know he's one of the top kids in the state um at the combo guard spot he's probably like right number f number four I'd say somewhere around there um for him to be top five in his position in state, and you got kids who he's giving a 30 ball to on the regular, strap up on a regular, um, 
get Division One and Division Two offers is wild to me. Wild. Like what? Like what are what are people think? Like are they like are they scared? Like I'm starting to realize how some of these coaches get you know fired. I'm really starting to realize how some of these guys, how you know they're either gonna they're either doing someone a favor, or they just choose to. They would rather someone who can put their armpit in the basket but can't dribble or shoot to save their life. It's really, it's really, it's really crazy to me, man. And it is driving me crazy. It drives me crazy every single day. I do not see how, I do not see how how bigger schools aren't recruiting this dude. Like he is a certified monster. And I will be the first to say, and I've always said this about him. He does not pass the eye test. If he walks into a, into a gym filled with 30 random basketball players, he will not be picked first. He will not be picked second. He won't even be in the first five-on-five game. But after he plays a game, he's going to be picked in the top three. I guarantee you. I don't even care who's out there. It's amazing what's happening to him. And I don't know what it is, but it really, it really bothers me. It really bothers me when you have a kid who... Gives the state buckets. I'm not going to name names, but he gives some. He give he's been he has given some quote unquote names some certified buckets. He's given you know some names. Put names in quotes. Some names. This is proven to be fact. Have ran from him. Some names on some teams have ran from him because of the environment and they couldn't risk having someone like that make them look bad. It's really, it's really amazing to me and I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Nobody in recruiting can tell me, you know, why things are a certain way they'll come up with some bs about how you know you know his you know his feet do this and that that's total garbage when i see a dude get a you know he he goes d1 see another guy get who who gets offered by the you know gliac who blake has given the work to like work work <laughs> it's crazy. So if you're a parent out there and you're listening to this, you know, do not get discouraged by anything because sometimes, sometimes, you know, some things are just out of your control. Some things are out of your control. All you can do is continue to put your kid in the right situation, 
you know, have them work out, and it, and it's going to be very discouraging, and you really have to worry about yourself. But it's gotten to a point where it's ridiculous. How can you be mentioned as a candidate for Mr. Basketball, but your offers are all NAIA? No disrespect to those to, to those schools, but if if Blake goes to those type of schools, it's going to be the, one of the biggest steals in Michigan history. Like a top 20 dude, one of the best shooters or the best shooter in the Midwest – no. no, 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 So, you parents out there, don't get discouraged. Continue uh, to provide opportunities for your for your uh, uh, you know, kids. While well, a lot of things are out of your control, um, but it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens to him and where he lands, especially in this in this you know you know this whole COVID thing that's. That's you know going on and and what's happening. Uh, just want to see the kid get uh, a real opportunity because um, what's going on with him is completely criminal. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for for this week's big UFC fight, or check out odds on NASCAR. Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back. BetOnline has future odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out daily simulations of Madden on NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, so this week has been kind of uh, interesting. And um, in the recruiting world, uh, we have a five-star and a three-star committed this week uh, to Michigan State and Michigan. Um, also, look out for this later this week. I believe on July 10th, uh, Kobe Bufkin, I believe he's going to commit to Michigan. Kobe Bufkin is, is, is going to be a four-star, uh, four-star guard out of Grand Rapids. But let's just talk about the uh, two commits that came in. First of all, let's go with Will Cheddar. Uh, he's a three-star forward. Uh, when he was first offered, he was 6'9", pretty much unranked. Um, pretty similar with Julian Barnes, because Julian Barnes was uh, was also Julian Barnes. Not Julian Barnes. Isaiah Barnes. I'm tripping. So Isaiah Barnes was a 6'6 kid. And he was also an unranked prospect, a uh, little known player, but all of a sudden just started getting harassed with schools who wanted him. And um, and that was Isaiah Barnes, and Isaiah Barnes committed to Michigan back, uh, back on, I believe, June 24th, I want to say. Sorry if I'm wrong. So roughly about two weeks ago. Now you're looking at another another kid who was unranked, 6'9", uh, Will Cheddar out of Minnesota. Um, this this one kind of kind of you know threw me off. Uh, I I did I did do a breakdown um, 
on him on the channel, and uh, I likened him to a guy named Luke Herringote, who used to play at Notre Dame, uh, inside-out type of guy, uh, real tough on the block, good shooter, so he can stretch that floor quite a bit. Um, he's going to be really good. He's he's going to be a really good addition in college as long as he's used correctly and he's put in the right places to succeed. Um, why it was why it kind of threw me off is because uh, you know Michigan has made the top the top seven for Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren is the number three player in the country. He's about seven feet tall, and Michigan is is in his top seven. Uh, and then you have Pat Baldwin, who is the number two player in the country. In my opinion, he's the best player in the country. Uh, I believe he's better than Jonathan Kuminga. Jonathan Kuminga has him athletically, but Pat Baldwin has him in every other facet. You know, six ten, you know, small forward. He is legit. He is the absolute truth. Like imagine Clay Clay Thompson at six <laughs> ten. Like dude is really good. Um, he has Michigan in his final top ten. Whether leading or not, I thought that Michigan would see where they went first um, before going with Will Cheddar. This is nothing. This is nothing. You know, bad about you know Will. Will is gonna. Will is Will is a good player. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you have you know two guys who have who have put you in the final cut. I thought Michigan. I'm not saying don't prioritize them, but. You know, kind of see what they do first. Whether they go to Michigan or not, see what they do first, and then, and then you know, go go down that road. So that was pretty interesting. Um, really, really threw me off, but still, good good player just needs to be put in the right situ situations in order to succeed. But they're going to need a little bit of every position in this next class, whether they. Whether that player comes via 2021 class or they come via the transfer or grad transfer market, um, Max Christie, five-star guard, uh, committed to Michigan State. He's gonna play right away. It doesn't matter who's still there. He's gonna play right away. Uh, Izzo, Izzo went went hard for this kid, like hard, hard for this kid. Um, I believe he offered his younger brother as well. I haven't really seen his younger brother play yet, so I have nothing to give there. Uh, but he was really recruiting that whole family uh, just for this dude. You know, whether he's 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 going to be a one or two and done player, uh, he's very good. The number one shooting guard in the country. I've likened him to like a Tyler Harrow, Reggie Miller mold. Um, he's a killer, really nice shooter at six six. Has the ability to just take over games, man. And, um, yeah, that is a huge get. So now their 2021 is uh, Pierre Brooks, and it is also Max Christie. Uh, I also would fully expect Jaden Akins, uh, point guard, the number 10-ranked point guard, to commit to Michigan State as well, too. And I also expect Imani Bates to reclassify to join the 2021 group also. So that's four perimeter players. So, 
uh, whoever is still going to be there better watch out because you got some horses coming after you and your playing time. Um, that's one thing. Um, trying to think what else. What else is there? Oh, we got a mailbag. We got a mailbag today. So I'm going to go ahead and dip into that. As you guys know, I, I'm going to answer as many as possible as possible as long as they're not like the super trolly ones i'm gonna answer as many as possible and uh we'll just dig right into them first question is by rick moody at moodini 31 he always says something crazy uh when will we have games 2022 or beyond i think we're, we're gonna have games as uh <laughs> actually i don't know man uh 2021 i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and guess 2021 uh we will have games jake lawson j underscore lawson 22 asked uh, do you think imani reclassifies if he plays at msu yes i think that's the only way he does play at msu is if he goes that route um if he does the yeah i i truly believe so and um the more time goes the more i believe that um, that he really does have a good chance of playing in college. This is diff- This is I can't iterate it enough, man. This is not an Isaiah Todd situation. That this is not. This is not the same thing. You don't have his dad, you know, pushing him to go to go overseas or make money right now. His folks are really pushing him to build a legacy and build a build and build a big brand that and go against the grain a bit and you can see by opening up his own prep school they're trying to they're trying to do things their own way do not do not look at this situation like it's isaiah todd please don't do that um or you'll get disappointed but i but i really i have i'm like 65 35 that that uh, he will play at and at Michigan State, especially if this COVID thing, if there's like a vaccine or some something happens that just turns all the tide. Um, yeah, sixty-five thirty-five that uh, he does play at Michigan State. Zach Buckleheimer, uh, if I'm wrong on that, let, let me know. But Beckleheimer, Zach Beck, one zero one zero. This is a necessary school specific, but do you think there are certain positions for college ball that freshmen can make a more immediate impact? Do you think it's it's easier to make that transition for certain spots? Yes, um, I believe the center spot is going to be the one where you can make an immediate impact, and it's going to be easier to transition. Um, it's not easy. It's still not easy. But if you understand how to like hedge correctly and understand paint presence, when to take charges, when to contest, when to jump straight up with your hands up, um, you know, you know, you know, just you know, learning defensively because your body and your size is going to you know, already put you at a certain point where you can get away with a few mistakes and you're not going to handle the ball as much. So you're not going to turn the rock over 
if that makes sense. Uh, if you're a point guard coming in, you, you need to learn the, the new offense. You're basically the quarterback coming in, and you're – and you know your team has to respect you. You have to come in and un- understand tempo, understand pace. As a big, you don't really care about tempo and pace. All your job is to do is rim run, post hard, control the paint. So, yeah, good question. But I would say bigs. I would say the the bigger you are, the better. Like if you're like six nine, six ten, or over. Uh, you're going to have a much easier transition into college ball than, say, someone who's you know, six feet or six one. Michigan Hot Takes at Michigan Hot Takes uh, is asking, who's being left out of Michigan's rotation next year? Good question. Good question. Um, I mean, with you know, if Shondi Brown can play right away and – Nunez, honestly, Nunez, uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough, and you know, but I think it's gonna be Nunez because you have Mike Smith and Shawnee Brown, and you have Brooks and you have Zeb Jackson. You know, you have you have bigger guys who can challenge you for that shooting guard spot now. Um, in the past, Jawan couldn't bring in a six-five guy who could be a bigger guard. Like last year's last year's shooting guard off the bench was DeJulius. Like it was him. Then after that, it was Nunez and Nunez. That's it. And, you know, not even Bajima could overtake Nunez. And then you have two guys coming in who are going to be around 6'5". You know, you got you, – you, you got Shawnee Brown coming in with, you know, three years of experience, you know, playing at a high level on an ACC team. Then you have, you know, Zeb coming in, Zeb coming in from Montverde, and he's had to he had to deal with he had to deal with some hooper 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 hoopers at Montverde just to get on the court. He had Kate Cunningham. He had Moses Moody. He had. Man, he had like this one dude who's a sophomore, but he's like a top twenty-five dude. They had, they were loaded. They were loaded, and you know he had to face that battle, and he had to face that type of, you know, that you know mental and emotional grind, not just physical. Uh, I think Zeb going down to Montverde. I think that, I think that prepared him. From a mental standpoint, if you know what I mean, so I think that's going to knock out Nunez honestly, because there's just going to be no room for him, especially if if you know Zeb comes in and shows out because Zeb can shoot it. Shawnee Brown cannot shoot it like that, but Zeb can shoot it. If Jawan wants a shooter to come in the game, Nunez comes in and ricochets some off the backboard again, and Zeb comes in and knocks down two. That's Zeb's job, point blank period. Nunez may get it early, maybe not, but Zeb's going to be right there, and uh, I'm rooting for him. Nathan Steffen, 
at nstefan21. What is Kobe Bufkin's game like and current thoughts on Michigan's class so far? Uh, Kobe Bufkin, I did a breakdown on him. Probably my worst breakdown that I've done. I had severe app and video and phone issues that day, but I had to get that video out. Um, so it's not the best video, but I did put out content on him. You should check that out. I, I'm, I may have to redo it because I think he's committing on the 10th of July. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know, but check that out. It's on my channel. Uh, just type in it's Ant right. And then Kobe Bufkin and it should come up or just go to my YouTube page, scroll down, and then you should see his um his video right there but good player good player good shooter smooth um highly competitive talented but i do have a full break breakdown on him uh jimmy v jv wood jv w-o-u-d rate these guys as shooters at michigan rice stoskis and duncan um, at Michigan, I probably have to go in that in that order. I'll say Rice is first. I'll say Stauskas is second because Stauskas was out here shooting off the dribble too, like not just spot up. Like you know, Stauskas was out here hitting you with the one-two combo, step back, three right in your mouth. Um, then I'll go with Duncan. All three elite shooters, very elite shooters. Oh, hold on. Back to Nathan Steffens and Steffen 21. Uh, I didn't answer your question about the current thoughts on Michigan's class so far. I mean, he, he's the right spots are being filled right now. Um, if you look at the power forward position, Livers, whether he, he, he comes back or not, he will not be here in the 21-22 season. So the only one is going to be Brandon Johns and Terrence Williams. So, I mean, that's going to be a position that, you know, needs to have a little bit more more depth. So, Terrence Williams is going to be the only one there at the power forward spot. So, getting uh, so getting a forward, you know, is, you know, good. Uh, we're going to lose a lot of perimeter guys. So, having a guy like Isaiah Barnes uh, at around 6'6 come in, versatile can play the the two or the three it's going to be good because i'm not sure if uh wagner is going to stick around for an another year after next year i think he'll stick around for he'll have a sophomore season then i think he goes um at six nine shooting guard that's he's a he's a tough cookie man but yeah, like so far, he's filling the the right spots. Getting Kobe Bufkin, that's gonna fill in another spot as well. Uh, needs a point guard. Needs it. The point guard that I wanted is not headed there. He's going to Michigan State, which is Jaden Akins. But uh, if he gets Jalen Worley, look up Jalen Worley. Uh, Phil Martelli has history with his family, where I believe he coached his dad and uncle at St. Joe's. So Jalen Worley uh, is a 6'4 combo guard who can play the point. Getting him is uh, would be would be huge. Would be huge. Then for bigs, even another guard like I would love Trevor Keels too. Like I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of pieces. But for bigs, you know I'm looking. You know you know Efton Reed. He's like a Tim Duncan, 
real good player. He actually played with um, with Hunter Dickinson and Terrence Williams on Team Takeover. So Efton Reed is going to be a big one to get. Uh, and then I'll go with Charles Bediaco. But I want Efton Reed. I want that dude. That dude is good. Like I said, reminds me of Tim Duncan. Dude is really good. Crazy smart. So good. So, so good. Which is weird because it leads me to the next one. I just read the read the question. But Con McLaren at Con MCL3. Your realistic prediction for Michigan's 2021 class. Uh, let me try to write this down. So I believe Buffkin will come in. We'll, we'll uh, commit soon. We have Isaiah Barnes there as well. Uh, Will Cheddar is there as well. So really it's three more spots. I do not want to see them get I do not want to see them get um, filled with all 2021s. You do not want a six or seven man freshman class. You do not want that. That is program suicide. You do not want to do that. But, you know, assuming Buffkin is coming, Isaiah Barnes, Will Cheddar, uh, you need a point guard. Realistically, Jalen Worley is very realistic based on based on the family's connection with Martelli, um, coaching his dad and his uncle. Jalen Worley, his um, his breakdown is also up. Everybody who I mentioned, their breakdown is up, by the way. Um Jalen Worley is a combo guard. He's a top 25 player now. Um, who else is there? Then Efton Reed is going to be another one. He's one of the top bigs in his class. He is a really good player. Uh, play with Hunter Dickinson and Terrence Williams. So I would say get get those five and then get a grad transfer or a transfer from a different school to fill it out because you don't want to get more than five of the 2021 class because what's what you know starts to happen is you start to mess with how your the you know the makeup of your team uh gets real gets really screwed up and that's going to mess you up to where if you know you don't want to graduate, you know five, six kids, then you got to do that all over again. It just causes a mess. You need to you need to be more diverse with you know where certain guys are are graduating. On average, you should be graduating between you know right around three per year. You know three guys should leave per year. Three should leave. Count on three leaving per year. If you if you bring in six or seven guys, that screws up a lot of things and a really bad domino effect. Uh, you really want no part of. J Tog J Tog X. Who is the worst coach in the Big Ten and why Richard Patino? <laughs> hey, I am always here for the for the Richard Patino slander, man. Um, no, he's really done nothing at Minnesota. Absolutely nothing. He's been recruiting terribly. When he does get a good recruit, he just wastes them. Just all bad. All bad for Minnesota. Uh, Aaron Mike, at Aaron Mike 3 how do you see UM performing against MSU next season with the incoming class? Uh, let's see. I mean, 
They sh- they should they should compete. I don't know what the schedule is yet. Uh, I don't know what the home and homes are like. I uh, I don't know. You know when they're gonna play? Are they gonna go back to that garbage thing of playing them twice in the same two, like week almost, which was stupid. But uh, this upcoming year is gonna be interesting. You know, MSU still has a a, a chance to land a guy named Kareem Manet. Um if he leaves the NFL. NFL, the NBA draft, and goes to MSU. If they get Kareem and Nay, that's that's going to change. That's going to change the the dynamics of their entire team. Because right now, I see them. Uh, their their backcourt is like you know Rocket Watts, AJ Hogard, Foster Lawyer. Um, if something happens to Rocket. They're 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 gonna look look really thin, really really thin. I, and I don't know I don't know if they're gonna be able to overcome that because when it comes to tourney time, the teams who make it deep are the teams whose backcourts are really really good, like really really good. Right now, their backcourt is not very good. Um, you have Rocket Watts, but are you going to give him high usage on offense and have him play defense on the other team's best guard for 30, 35 minutes? Is that, is that really going to be feasible? Is that good for his health? Is that, is he going to be, is he going to be, you know, he, is he going to be worn down by February, March is going to be the big thing. You can't wear him down. This is slowly becoming a situation like what happened with Cassius. Cassius had to come out a couple times in big games due to foul trouble or whatever. And Izzo didn't know whether to put in Watts or put in Lawyer at the point guard spot. It's looking like it's, it's going to be the same thing. Who's going to come in for Watts? Is it going to be Lawyer or is it going to be Hogard? Who is who is Izzo going to trust when the game is on the line? Um, that's going to be the the biggest thing. I think they I think the games are going to be competitive because they have a they have a they have really good wings. They have really good wings and stretch guys next year. Uh, Michigan is going to be solid, but it's going to come down to, to, you know, game planning and, you know, who comes out ready to play that day. I think Michigan is going to be, Michigan's backcourt is in much better shape than Michigan State's. Um, Michigan's frontcourt court is not as a good shape as Michigan State's. If they turn this into a less finesse game and a bruiser game, Michigan's going to have a hard time winning. If it's more finesse, Michigan will have will have um, not see an easier time, but Michigan will have a be- like a better chance of winning. 
Um, they're like honestly, they're you know if Lewis comes back, they're fairly even in my opinion right now. They're fairly even. Um, let me just see what the lineups are. That's a really good question. Sorry, I don't really I don't edit these, so I just do these off the fly. Um, who does let's just say Rocket starts at the one? Um, who will be at the two? You think? Let's assume Aaron Henry comes back. Aaron Henry at the two. At the three, let's just let's just say Malik wins that spot. Uh, say Joey Hauser at the four, and just to start out the year, they have Bingham at the five, and that could be anybody. That could be Bingham. That could be Sissoko. That could be Marble. Whoever's been putting in work, who knows? But I'm gonna go with Bingham because I think he's he's played the most minutes at the four or the five. That's not Xavier Tillman, if that makes sense. Um. And who's returning? He was like always. You know, Izzo really went to him when you know things hit the hit the uh, uh, fan. So I'm gonna go with Bingham right now. Uh, let's see. So at point guard, let's go with Brooks. Uh, shooting guard, let's go with Shondi. Shondi Brown. At the three, let's go with Wagner. At the four, let's go with Livers. At the five, let's go with Hunter Dickinson. I mean, Aaron Henry and Shondi Brown, in my opinion, are probably going to be a wash. Um, Rocket over Brooks. Wagner over Malik. I would on, honestly say Joey over Livers. Joey Halger's a beast. If you haven't watched him play, he is so freaking good. Um, and I know Hunter's a freshman, but I'll still go with Hunter Dickinson over Bingham. So it's pretty even, man. It's pretty even. It's going to be interesting. It could be another split, but I think it's 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 going to come down to how the dynamics of each team come down. You have... Basically, guys on Michigan State's team who have been together for at least a year. I'm going to count Hauser because even though he sat out last year, he's still been with these guys for the last year. Um, if you look at Michigan, you know, Brooks knew, Shondi Brown knew, Hunter Dickinson knew, new guys, new dynamics. It's going to be very interesting. So it's going to come down to who you're going to see, you know, who's who's going to come out and playing their their game, who is going to come out throwing the first first punches, who's going to come back and throw the punch punch back. That's what it's going to going to kind of come down to. Um, if you if you're going to ask me a question about 21-22, that's a totally that's a totally different question. But for next year, this coming year, um, both teams look ready to uh, compete for sure. Should be a lot of fun. Brandon at Coach Jeanette. Couple questions. Will Michigan be able to match MSU recruiting in the next two cycles? Obviously not getting an Imani base type. Um, will they? 
remains to be seen. If they if if they get Pat Baldwin and they get Jalen Worley and possibly Afton Reed, their class will be just as just as um, just as good. Trust me. Trust me, their class will be just as good, and that's not talking about quality and all that stuff or quantity. And you're looking at Baldwin, who is number two player in the country. He should be number one. Uh, Jalen Worley, top twenty-five. Afton Reed. I need to check where Afton Reed is at right quick, but he is uh, he is a handful. That dude is. I'm telling you, like Tim Duncan. Uh, Afton Reed is, he should be top 25. Let me look at him. Yeah, top 25, Afton Reed. If you pull those guys in, you know, you're definitely looking at, you know, being right there with um, with Michigan State for sure. Uh, two, is there anyone else in the Big Ten that will recruit with these two? It looks like this rivalry is going to be really fun. Um, will they recruit with them? Yes, I believe so. Uh, if you look at what, um, if you look at what Illinois has been doing, you know, no, you know, they don't get, they're not getting any slouches over there. Uh, Illinois has been recruiting at, uh, at a very decent level. Uh, who else has been recruiting? Okay. If you're looking at, um, you know, like Indiana, very silently, their 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 recruiting has been solid. Um, but really, when it comes down to the Big Ten, there's so many good coaches, except Rick Richard Pitino. Outside of him, you know, there's um, you know, look out for Nebraska too, man. That coach down there, he don't play. That dude can recruit his tail off. His tail off. So, so yes, I fully believe other schools uh, will be able to recruit with them. But I don't think recruiting is. I mean, yes, recruit. Yes, recruiting matters. But, um, but you could scheme for anybody. You could scheme for anyone. Like Celine, Celine High School. They schemed Lincoln really well. They held Amani Bates. Like to you know, made five shots in like 21 tries. You know, you could scheme anything, and there's some really good coaches in the Big Ten to where you know they'll get good enough players to where they can beat you on any night. Honestly, Cade at Cade Cardone thoughts on to MSU. Uh, if he gets out the NBA draft, I believe that's where he is going to head, and that would change the whole dynamic of your team and its trajectory this year. At Rob for Theater, uh, starting fire from the last decade for both squads. Woo! This is a question I have to like think about. Uh, if, you rem- if you remember on my next pod, uh, ask me again, and I'll have it ready for you. Last question here, man. Uh... Jake Cullinan at just Jake 981. If you had to predict the 2021 Michigan State starting five right now, 17 months in advance, uh, how would it look? Ooh, let me see who would still be there. 
assuming nobody leaves early for the league or anything crazy. Um, Rocket at the one. Christy at the two. Amani at the three. Hauser at the four. Sissoko at the... No, 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 no. I think this will be the first time that Izzo will go smaller. Basically have five shooters. He's Rocket at the one, Christy at the two, Amani at the three, Malik at the four, Hauser at the five. That, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> could you imagine John Beeline with that lineup? Good Lord. Good Lord. I don't know if Izzo would do it because he's really big on rebounding, but that's who I would start. Like, how good would they be? They'll be able to switch probably the, you know, two through five. That'll be a really good team, man. Really good team. I mean, and and if Malik just wants to be like that sixth man who plays starters minutes, you know, Hauser at the four, Sissoko at the five. Either way, like that's a that's a that's a very sick lineup. Very sick lineup. And then you're coming off the bench with Hogard and Pierre Brooks. Oof. And Jaden Akins. Oof. Good lord. <laughs> Good Lord, and Julius Marble will still be there probably. Coming off with him, that is, man, that'll that'll be a squad. That'll be a squad for sure. As long as the dynamics are right and you know everyone is on the same page, but but that will be crazy. That will be nuts. Jake, you're lucky. I saw your uh, I saw your tweet late because you, I think you gave me that question while I was. Like, right in the middle of the mailbag, I saw it. So, I included it there at there at the end. But, you know, thank you all for listening. Please wash your hands. Please, 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 please stay safe. Whatever you do, just keep everybody in mind. It's not about, it's not political. Just keep everyone in mind, no, no, no matter what you do. If you don't wear a mask, you know, make sure that you're taking the, the proper precautions of making sure that you still care about the, the people around you, you know, distance when you need to. Um, but I hope everybody is doing well. Hope your, the fam is good as well because uh, we need sports back. We need sports back and we need, I need this, I need my SeatGeek uh, code back so I can, <laughs> so people can go, go, <laughs> Go back to games and let's and let's get back to uh, some sense of normalcy. But I'll talk to y'all soon, man.